Hello, hello, and welcome to The Mental Matchup, a podcast where we hope to shed light on one of the hardest competitions an athlete will ever face, the matchup against their own mind. I'm Kat, and today we have a special episode. Um, I really feel strongly that all of our guests, their experiences are so important, and them being willing to share such vulnerable moments in their lives is something that I am just so grateful for them trusting me trusting Morgan's message trusting the mental matchup with their stories um and you know doing right by them by putting their stories out there and asking you know questions and it's just it's just been so incredible and so as I was kind of thinking through that experience you know something that stood out to me was our written platform and how incredible our written submissions are. I mean, we we just have the best guests and the best authors and the best community. Um, I might be a little biased in saying that, but I, I truly believe it. And so this new this new podcast episode type will be focused on stories that are written stories and submitted I will be reading them to you um, just as another mode of getting these stories out there having something that everyone can relate to through these unique voices and I'm really excited about it so I really hope you enjoy it and with that let's get into it Story number one, Ray of Hope by Becca Zale. I'm sharing my story because I want to be a ray of hope for someone struggling with depression. I want athletes to feel inspired and know they are not alone in what they are going through. I've been playing competitive softball since I was 10 years old. I was blessed with great coaches and a great support system. As I grew up, my self-confidence decreased and I found myself comparing my abilities to everyone else on the field with me. As time went on, I found myself in a deep depression, to the point where I didn't want to play softball again. This changed the way I played in a negative way. With tough love and help along the way, I realized I don't have to be the best of the best. I realized I needed to work hard and give my all on the field 100% of the time, and that was enough. With time, I improved my attitude towards myself in softball. I am proud to say I am in a much better place mentally in life now. If there is one thing I want to emphasize, it's this. You are worth it. You are more than a sport, and time heals. Mental health is not embarrassing. It is okay to feel your emotions today and every day. Thank you, Becca, for writing your story and for sharing with us a little bit about your experience. All 
Our next story is called Ambivalence by Alexandra Castro Iberico. A rowing race has a distance of 2,000 meters and lasts seven and a half to eight minutes. The first few strokes are completed at a high speed. Lactic acid begins to build up. Heart rate increases, muscles start to ache, and the countdown to 2,000 commences. Once you pass the first 500 meter mark, you know there's no turning back. The next 1,000 meters consist of holding on to each breath and feeling the burning sensation present in every muscle. With each stroke, it becomes more difficult to breathe and you realize you are alone in the water. The driving force that keeps you going is the sacrifice that led you to this moment. The only thing consuming your mind is making sure that it is all worth it. Somehow the outside noise becomes blocked and is replaced with your sharp and heavy breaths. The sound of every stroke, the slip of the boat, and the blades caressing the water. The physical pain that is experienced is indescribable. Rowing is one of the most painful things I've experienced in my life, both physically and mentally. But I come back every time for those last 500 meters. Even so, the hardest thing about rowing is not those 2,000 meters, but rather the story behind it. Rowing requires a lot of sacrifices and becomes something akin to a drug. It interferes with your sleep, it destroys your body, and it is not easy. I started rowing at 15. Nine years dedicated to something that ultimately saved my life. Ever since I was little, I've always been very sensitive. Small things like someone yelling at me or looking at me the wrong way would push me to cry. However, as I grew up, those small things turned much more complicated and my sensitivity persisted on a larger scale. I watched as my dad lost himself to alcoholism and my stepfather to a cocaine overdose. My mother became more human instead of the superhero she had always been to me. And it is her that I love the most and who also hurts me the most. Rowing was a part of me, something more than a lifestyle. It presented itself as an ex- escape, a way out of my dysfunctional family and far from my own mind. I became addicted to the feeling and eventually started to build up a tolerance to it. I just wanted more. After my first year, I made it to the national team. I began homeschooling and practicing two to three times a day, Monday through Sunday. It never got easier, but I got faster. In 2018, I made it to the World Championships and got recruited by six universities in the U.S., one of them being Boston University. I never looked back. Rowing has consumed so many aspects of my life and thus has become almost impossible to stop. On days when I had no motivation, the thing that would get me through is the idea of becoming a better version of myself. Therein lies the toxicity of the sport. It isn't realistic to always have good days. When I did experience bad days, when I wasn't good enough and fell short of my goal, it was crushing. Rowing is the perfect example of a love-hate relationship. I both welcome and loathe the pain that it brings me, and I've become addicted to the adrenaline. To row is to be in a constant state of survival mode. It pushes you to your limit, and when you feel that your body can't survive another millisecond of the pain, your mind saves you and you persevere. That is why we keep coming back to the start, and in those last 500 meters, we all pull for something. We pull for our family, our friends, and our teammates. We pull to not disappoint our coaches. We pull for the glory, and we pull for everything we are not able to control in life. At some point, we begin pulling for ourselves, and it all becomes worth it. That is one of the best lessons that rowing has taught me. That success and perseverance is mental. 
that when you really want something and you believe in yourself, everything is possible. So you endure, and without realizing, you cross the 2,000 meter mark. Sometimes I think about how much I've changed since giving that first stroke. Rowing made me tough. It showed me real sacrifice, passion, and perseverance. For many years, I looked at it as my therapy. I got stuck with rowing because I believed that my life would not be the same. It gave me a second home, and it gave my life purpose. What is interesting to me is I have never been a competitive person, yet rowing is arguably one of the most competitive sports. As rowers, we all know that when you're not training, someone else is, so you put in work for 20 plus hours a week. You wake up at 5 every morning, and you put your body through pain every single day. Your social life dwindles, and all you think or talk about is rowing. It is a cutthroat sport, and tensions rise between competitors and between teammates themselves. However, for me, my thoughts do not stray to being better or faster than the person next to me, but rather to myself. The truth is that there are more bad days than good, and they destroy me completely. It has been a long time since rowing made me happy, and I think that when passion goes away, you lose a sense of yourself. I lost myself for a while, but couldn't figure out why. During that time, a few events changed the course of my life, and my body kept the score. I began experiencing panic attacks at practice. Somehow, I was still trying to convince myself that rowing was the only thing that made me happy. But in reality, it was having the opposite effect. I did not want to accept this realization because I was afraid of discovering myself without rowing. One of the hardest and most beautiful parts of being human is letting go of something that had once saved me from myself. However, when I realized that it was no longer my escape, I let go. I began to feel alive again. I reconnected with myself. The panic attacks went away, and for the first time in my life, I learned to love myself. Because of my scholarship to BU, I am unable to let go of rowing completely. There is nothing so miserable in life as doing something every day that brings you unhappiness. However, what is ironic is that the lessons that Rowan taught me are the only things that keep me going. Through it all, I'm still pulling for myself. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for sharing your story and your experience with the mental matchup. Another huge thank you to our guests for sharing their stories um, through our stories platform and allowing us to share their stories in this spoken podcast format. I am forever grateful. Um, If you want to come on the mental matchup and share your story, your written story, or share your experiences on the podcast, or write a story. Um, you can reach out to submission at morgansmessage.org or head to morgansmessage.org. A huge thank you to Morgan's Message for presenting this podcast and for building the community they're building, which is a community by and for student athletes. Um, if you want to get in touch with Morgan's Message, if you want to find out more, follow along, you can head to morgansmessage.org or find us on Instagram at morgansmessage. With that, I will see you next episode.